wondering how to fall completely in love with the people and things that surround you at home? I've spent the last 15 years studying how and where families thrive and what relational and house characteristics ignite us with that homey feeling. On this podcast, we uncover how our brains process the people we live with and the houses we live in so we can confidently create our homes to be wonder-filled connection magnets. Ready to give up the decision fatigue, comparison hives, overwhelm ulcers, and confusion chaos? You are in the right place. I'm your host, Carly Thornock. Welcome to Becoming Home. What's up, homies? So glad that you are here. It is a beautiful sunny Friday here on the ranch, and I'm just so happy and delighted and over the moon to be able to spend some time with you. My husband is out digging a ditch in the front yard with my boys. They are doing all things dirt and tractors, and I am also super grateful for that. So hopefully you have yourself a fun sunny windowsill or something to sit in. Maybe you're on a walk. Maybe you're driving in the car. Maybe you're getting your makeup on and we get to spend a little bit of time together. So we are going to be talking about the questions seven, eight, and nine of how to 4D design a space. So we've been using my barn as an example of this, and I've been taking you through these questions one at a time, but also showing you the real life application of how they work. So let's just keep going. This is part three of 4D designing our barn. So question number seven is, how do I want to feel here? Are my senses at peace? This question is so loaded. We could talk for hours about this one question, but the essence is, is my neurology, am I engaged in my body? Can I feel what's going on inside of me? Is my neurology healthy? Is it working? Is it firing? So of course, this brings in our breath, our cold, our writing, and our design practice that I teach inside of the knowing. These four things are the things that you do every single day to help your neurology just get more comfortable working from one end of the one end of the spectrum to the other, from one extreme to the next. So this is using our sympathetic nervous system, our parasympathetic nervous system, getting into our fear of failure and practicing failing over and over. And then also getting out all of our thoughts and our thought jots so that we can see what's going on inside of our brains in actual real life. So how do I want to feel here in my barn? Are my senses at peace? If I have been doing the, the work, doing the, the foundational efforts of those four daily things, breath, cold, writing, and your styling practice, then I will be able to trust my body. It's hard when we have not listened to our body for so long. It's hard to reestablish that connection, but it it will come. It'll just take a little bit of time. It's nothing that our bodies can't do. So if you're in this place where you're like, I don't know how my body feels, don't worry. It'll totally come. Just give yourself some time and practice feeling your body. What this means is taking a second to be quiet, maybe two minutes and thinking, where do I feel in my body? What is presenting itself to me at this moment? So when I, I, Go into my body right now as I'm talking to you. I can feel the balls of my feet. They're like tucked up underneath my chair and they've been there for a while. They're tired. I hadn't noticed that before I started to pay attention. Um, I also feel that I'm thirsty. Isn't that interesting? So just take a few minutes, a few times a day, like two minutes, three times a day and check into your body and see what it's saying to you. And then you'll begin to trust your body. 
when we're applying how our body feels in spaces that we're designing, this is so cool because we can decide ahead of time how we want to feel in the spaces that we're creating. And once we do that, and then we start creating from that place ahead of time, then we have this power of bringing our design into the mood that we're trying to create. A lot of us do this backwards where we try to create an atmosphere in the environment. And then we think that the environment will elevate our attitude, it will elevate our thoughts and our feelings to match it. And sometimes this happens, but usually it's the other way around. If our environment ever inspires us, and if we ever do elevate to a beautiful environment and to become a beautiful person in a beautiful place, um, it is because we are choosing to internalize the environment in a pleasing way and to think thoughts that are uplifting and helpful to feel good in a space, right? So if we can do this without even the beautiful space. We can choose to feel great. And then it doesn't matter what place we're in, but our goal is to feel great and then to create a space from that greatness that reinforces the good feelings over and over and over again so that we get ourselves on a really positive feedback loop to help us out on those real human days when we don't feel happy, we don't feel motivated, we don't feel aligned, we don't feel connected. This helps us get back to where we want to be. Okay, so back to the barn. How do I want to feel here? How do I, Carly, want to feel in my barn? I want to feel warm. This is a very temperature-related question. (laughs) very, very temperature related answer to this question for me, because as winter is setting in on the good old ranch, it gets getting really, really cold. We want a place to be warm, to be comfortable. I do love doing cold. I do love being uncomfortable very intentionally, but I also like to be comfortable intentionally. I want to feel warm. I want my body to experience warmth there. That dictates a lot of the choices that I make. This dictates Uh, the insulation that I choose, the building materials that I go after, the way that I situate the barn itself, um, north, south, east, and west, how I'm going to use the sun. If I wanted it to be cold, I would have made different choices. So um, in the wintertime, I want it to be warm. And in the summertime, I do want it to be cool. So we are going to do as tight of insulation as we can. And we bought some cute propane heaters, the kind that you see on like sidewalk cafes or like at weddings sometimes underneath the big, the big tents where they're propane, they're tall and they let out the fun amount of heat, like three foot radius all around. So to feel warm, that's what we've done. We made those choices. I also want to feel motivated to wake up in the morning and exercise somewhere warm. So we poured concrete instead of just doing gravel for the the floor of our barn because I want to be able to lift my weights and do my yoga and do my HIIT training and whatever else I feel like doing in there. I want my kids to be able to ride their bikes and I don't want to have to worry about rocks. Just completely how I want to feel, right? And I also want to feel separate. And what I mean by separate is I want to be able to be in my barn without waking up my kids in my trailer. So There are some spaces, namely a 250 square foot camping trailer, where if I turn on a light, then everybody wakes up unless I'm careful. And I want a place where I can wake up early and turn on lights and be awake while everybody else can continue sleeping. That feels exciting and fun to me. So I want to feel separate in that way. I want to feel like I can do what I want to do, be loud and still be respectful of the people that I love and the things that they want to be doing. So that's number seven. Are my senses at peace is this final element to, to number seven. And that means like, what, what is the hidden conditioning surrounding this build, surrounding the barn, surrounding the decision that you're making, that I'm making, 
And this is the first barn I've ever built. <laughs> My family is historically very suburban. Um, we barely had a garden and we definitely had a puppy dog. But <laughs> as, as far as like being homesteady, we are braving new territory territory for my neurology. So my neurology feels at peace here. Sometimes I feel scared because I just don't know. And that's when my neurology gets out of whack is when I feel afraid. It's helpful for me to know. And when I can see that I feel afraid with the wind, with tarps, with foam, like kind of blowing our foam insulation, then I can make good decisions about understanding that my fear is there for me. So like this. Hey, I, hey, Carly, your body feels fear right now because you're afraid that if the wind blows this tarp, it's going to blow it off. It's going to rip and you're not going to be able to waterproof the stage of your barn because you don't have siding on it yet. Right. But I can say, I see you being scared. And is that valid? Yes. So let's take precautions to make sure that the tarp doesn't whip around. And then from there we can release fear. And if the tarp whips around and I forgot something, I can let it go and then move forward in, in whatever ways are most pertinent, whether that's getting a new tarp, whether that's making different adjustments to secure it, whatever I need to do. Um, I know that I'm better when I come from a place of not fear, but I do like the input from my fear. Okay. Question number eight. What are the invitations or affordances I want to extend non-verbally? So <laughs> in our barn, we're kind of up on the hill in our community and we've strung little lights on the inside of our barn and it just feels festive and fun and cozy. And the other day as I was driving home in the dark and our little lights were on, they were reflecting up into our Quonset hut. If you don't know what a Quonset hut is, totally look it up on the Googles. It's this uh, arch, a, a metal arch. Um, and that's what our barn is made out of. And it's on top of two shipping containers. So when we string the lights across from the two shipping containers, the light reflects up into the Quonset hut. And since the walls aren't completely built yet, the whole arch is lit up with these fairy lights. And it's so magical. I think that is so fun. Uh, these are the invitations that feel so good to extend. Of like, what's going on in there? There's magic. What's the magic about? How can I be part of the magic? I want my friends and my family members to come to this barn, to play and to feel loved and to um, commune with one another, to commune with God, to commune with themselves, to figure out their bodies and to figure out their relationships. And like, I want this to be a place of healing and a place of celebration. So come to the glow. That's like the invitation. Come to the glow. Uh, that's, an, that's the affordance that I want to extend. Affordances again, are this idea of um, like, like a stove affords cooking, a chair affords sitting. We have certain conditioning around certain stimuli. And so how can we use those stimuli, the chairs, the stoves, the lights, the smells, the textures, the, the comfiness, the coziness um, to invite people to do certain things in our home. Uh, so I want people to come to the glow. That makes me want to put up more lights and to start verbally telling people that when they see the lights to come over so that the lights become an invitation. I also want people to feel invited to create themselves. I want to be an example of what crazy things we can invent and, and, and make happen in physical reality. When people see my barn, they say, whoa, that's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be when you talked about it. And that's what I say to myself when I see our barn, like, oh, that's really a lot taller than I thought it was going to do. When you're talking about 10 feet on paper put with a 16 foot Quonset hut, drawing it out on a napkin, you're like, okay, like 25 feet in the air. What? Okay. 26 feet. But then you see it in person and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a three-story building. <laughs> like, 
that's big. And that's so fun. I want people to be inspired. I want to invite them to to dream and to create and to be crazy and to do stuff that seems maybe illogical or just seems fantastical and to go for it. Question number nine is, what three stories do I want to tell here? And this is such a cool part. When you're designing a house, this is huge because storytelling is meaning, is connection. It's one of these automatic things, just like cold helps us get into calm mode. Storytelling helps us get into connection mode. And so this works for children. This works for adults. We all love a good story. We like to be entertained, but we also like to be taught. We like to feel connected. So as we use stories in our design, this is like an automatic way we can connect with people and with ourselves. So what are three stories that I want to tell with my barn? First, this ranch is magical. I want to tell myself this because there are lots of days where it's windy and dusty. And I think this is not magical. And I think other words instead, but I want my barn to remind me this place is magical. So in order to create magic in my barn, I need to feel magic. And then from there, I put up things like twinkle lights and we create a fun sliding door that, that we can use to enter and exit. And I have French doors on the front with two cute lights just because I want it to feel magical to me. That's my goal. I don't want it to feel practical. I don't want it to feel, um, prudent. Like these are not the feelings that I want to feel. These are not the stories that I want to tell. Those are stories for another place and another time that I really value and they will be told. But this barn for me is this ranch is magical. That's a really important motto, important story to live into for me, for my sanity. (laughs) I want my kids to feel the same way. And today they were imagining and they had built a whole bunch of switches on the inside of the wall of our barn to open the doors and lower the doors and secret compartments that were all imaginary. And it was beautiful. It was magical. I want them to continue to do this. So I want to make sure it's safe and that there's places and space and um, materials for them to create magic for themselves too. Another story that I want to tell specifically to my children is Thornox can create anything. Same sort of idea, the invitation that I want to extend to the whole community, to the whole world that we can create from intention and it can be beautiful. I want my children to really internalize this. Like you can have a dream and you can go for it and you can work hard and you can pray hard and you can sweat hard and these dreams will come into fruition. The last story that I want to tell here is you belong and we belong. This is a place for us. This is a place for you. This is a place for our family, for our friends, for our community, for strangers, for people who want to come and heal, for people who want to come um, and get and get reintroduced to the things that matter most to them. You belong. Come, come to the barn. Come to the Delphos. Come visit us. I feel like you belong as much as I do. And there's some fun things in the works so that you can come and see what we're doing here. And I want you to come. I want my family to feel like they belong. I want to feel like I belong. I want this to be a place that screams, this is yours. It's going to be full of thrifted things and it's going to be full of beautiful things and and practical things and practical things and sturdy things, you know, and simple things. This is what I want. And I want to have my eyes open to all of it. I also feel like this barn is the first line in a book that we're writing of our ranch experience. This is really the first big thing we're creating. We created our septic and our well. Those were really big, but this is the first structure, the first infrastructure going in. And I feel like this is the beginning of the story. This is the once upon a time. And to me, that feels really 
fun and again, magical. This barn, that is the theme of the barn, magical. And before I went through these questions, I didn't realize that that's what I was longing for. So that's how these questions are helpful. It's because it takes all these feelings and these ideas that are just kind of swirling around in our psyche, in our brains, in our hearts, and it helps us get them down on paper so that we can create and we can communicate with our husbands, with our families, with our contractors, with our in-laws, with the people who are like, what are you doing again? This sounds crazy. We have verbiage to bring them into our world and love them right up. That is why. Okay. I will leave this with you with the admonition (laughs) to go make a huge mess. And we'll see you for part four next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, share this episode with a friend who you want to chat with about it. Also, leave a review for the show so we can reach more soulful mamas looking to love the magical humanity that surrounds them at home. If you really are digging this scene, come check out The Knowing, the inner circle for confident home creating. Find all the info about it as well as a full transcript of this episode over at carlythornock.com.